Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the No Filter Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Dolitsky. Pleasure to be back with you all here today. Apologies for not having an episode last week. Life got a bit crazy. And um, I also had nothing really to talk about. But this week we do. Uh, there is what? There's, there's actually a lot to talk about. I'm um, just kind of wondering what I should speak about. Uh, the president or the former president, Donald Trump, got mad at Mitch McConnell today. Lovely. Um, totally surprised that we've actually heard from him. It's, it's unbelievable just how getting him off of Twitter has been like he's kind of, at least from my perspective, he's fallen to the wayside. People are not tweeting him anymore and I'm not, I'm not, you don't see him as much in the public sphere, uh, which I'm not necessarily complaining about. Um, so what else is going on in the world? There's been some crazy weather that's been happening. That's very interesting. But I want to speak about something that bothers me uh, to the core. Bothers me. It also frightens me. It frightens me because you or I could be next. Cancel culture and wokeism are here. And they're out to get you for expressing a thought crime. And the latest victim is Gina Carano. Now, I will admit, I had never heard of this person before she was canceled. I'll admit, I don't watch TV uh, or movies because I prefer reading books. So she's an actor, or she was an actor in The Mandalorian. Again, literally no clue what that movie is. And she was fired from her job and then lost her talent agency shortly thereafter because of a tweet and of course the tweet obviously was vile and horrible and called for the death of everyone um and said that black people aren't people and all the like well you know they you would think that but that actually isn't what her tweet was um she was charged uh of posting an anti-semitic Instagram story by USA Today. And here is what her tweet said. Quote, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? End quote. Uh, now, I'm a bit of an authority on being Jewish. It's the longest thing I've been doing uh, in my life. I'm not, I, I, I don't think that was anti-Semitic. Now, I'm not too fond of Holocaust references from any side and from anybody. I think the Holocaust is unique and singular in its evil. And I'm not so sure that comparisons in any regard really pass muster. You know, I, but I don't think this is like anti-Semitic. I don't think she's belittling the Holocaust. Um, unlike someone in my own hometown's newspaper, the Philadelphia Inquirer, who wrote that, who wrote on Holocaust Remembrance Day that he, that. I think it was I think it was a woman that she herself 
was a descendant of Holocaust survivor. And the comparison to Trump, to Hitler, is a real one, she argued. Uh, strange, because I'm still alive and I haven't been gassed. Um, and six million people have not died by the hands of Donald Trump and the SS. Strange comparison. So that so this the Gina Carano's uh, tweet is uh, or Instagram post whatever the hell it is definitely not that it's definitely not bordering on you need to be checked into an institution level. I don't think that the it, it's the most I don't think it's worthy of a Pulitzer Prize. But so that's the first thing the the, the charge of anti-Semitism as your resident Jew here at the No Filter Podcast. Um, don't believe it's an anti-Semitic. Uh, post number one number two is the idea that she expressed um correct yeah i think so i do we'll leave it at that but it's 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 the the fact that the woke mob and cancel culture police um so quickly ruined her and canceled her is just simply astonishing and it's it's it couldn't be more appropriate for this to happen in hollywood and i'll tell you why this isn't the first time that something like this has happened in the mccarthy era there was a hollywood blacklist okay actors and actresses were put on a list if they supported communism this it's McCarthyism at its finest this is it's we're hearkening back to it being punished for views you might hold without ever being able to refute them and of course the rules are changing every day it's for some reason only one side of a political aisle that seems to be cancelled so curious how the rules are fairly applied. Why is it that only one set of opinions are worthwhile, are worthy of having your entire life ruined, and others aren't? But the reason why it's so scary is because this cult, this culture, this cancel culture, this cult of wokeism, is affecting everything. And we could be next. You could be next. I could be next. Now, I once heard a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, uh, defend cancel culture by noting that, you know, it, 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 we hold people accountable. So his example was there was a intellectual back in the day in the 60s and 70s named Gore Vidal. So Gore Vidal and, you know, the other British intellectuals, a lot of them were anti-Semitic. So cancel culture would hold a person like that accountable for his views. Yeah, but that's not what's going on. We're canceling people because they endorse Donald Trump. We're canceling people because they think that there is a difference between men and women. We're canceling people because they expressed a view that a few self-appointed czars of reality determined was out of bounds. And because the rules are ever-changing and never written down, always willing to bend to whatever the latest vendetta is, you and I could be next. And it's infecting 
every bit of society. Cancel culture and wokeism and political correctness is affecting everything. You know, one of the reasons, for those of you who don't know, right, I'm, I'm studying strategy and warfare. That's, that's, that's what gets me excited. And I was always, the one of the, again, I love strategy and warfare because I just think it's fascinating. I think the field is very interesting. Maybe I can do an episode about why it's so interesting. But one of the things that I thought was unique about scholarship in strategy and in warfare was because it was so removed from anything of the modern political uh, climate. Like we're talking about bombs and tanks and airplanes and, you know, vessels. What could be political about that? But it's literally affecting everything. You can't get an advisor to help you with a paper on something like military history and strategy and warfare without it incorporating postmodern ideals, without it incorporating feminism. I mean, there are, there, there, are, there, there are books written on contemporary strategy and warfare that have entire sections on feminism. Someone, someone explain that to me because I don't understand it. And people are finding that even in such, such quote-unquote mundane topics that shouldn't have any interaction with political correctness and the cancel culture are finding that they're wrong. Traditional scholarship is being thrown out the window. You need to conform and mold yourself to the voices that permeate on Twitter from people you've never met who have never read your work who refuse to give you the benefit of the doubt but who are experts in taking offense even when offense hasn't been given and ensuring that a homogenous viewpoint exists they're coming for you And I must say, I haven't found a way to stop it. True, the only way, I mean, they, they feed off the fact that they, that they think that they're successful. But I'm, I struggle to find ways to have them not be successful. They run the academies. They run, they run the corporate America. You know, you can have, you can have, it's unbelievable. This happened on Twitter a couple months ago. This was unbelievable. You can just fart out something like this without a problem. Um, Abigail Schreier, or Shire, Schreier, I don't remember how you pronounce her last name, wrote a book about transgenderism and how it's harmful to daughters. Uh, very well-read book, a uh, very well-written book, at least so the reviews that I read about it uh, were saying from people that I respect. I personally didn't really have an interest in reading it. It wasn't on my reading list at the time. Um, I've read my fair share of transgender books and I wasn't in the mood for another one. And then some nobody on Twitter, nobody, tweeted at Target, how dare you have such a book like this uh, listed on your store? And they responded, damn right, we'll get rid of it. Like You could just fart out something like that so quickly? A, a, a genuine nobody, a nobody, was pissed off at Target. They responded. Now, I did 
what I think many people would do, which is I rushed to go buy the book. And quickly Target realized, well, instead of having all the sales go to Amazon, they might as well come to us. So they put the book back. But this is amazing. One person, one nobody, hiding behind some, you know, knight in shining armor profile picture on Twitter gets to just, whoop, let's get rid of that book. Let's get rid of this. Oh my God. I just, I just, I'm like, I'm smiling, not because I'm happy, but because I'm numb to the stupidity at this point. You just, you just wonder how much lower we set the bar for this society uh, before the bar just disintegrates into the earth's core. <laughs> I, 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 I'm scared to wonder how far we are away from that happening. Peter Thiel endorses Donald Trump. Let's ruin your life. One person, Brendan Ike, he donates to a traditional marriage fund. Let's remove you from Mozilla Firefox. Yeah, no, all these views, traditional marriage. Yeah, you're, you're a homophobe. We're removing you. Uh, now, by the way, by the way, the problem with this, I mean, many, but the real problem is that the real criminals get let off the hook. If everyone's a criminal, then no one's a criminal. The real racists, the real homophobes, the real far right and far left, the real white supremacists, the real racialists, they all get let off the hook. Instead, it's the, instead it's the um, Sir Tim Hunts of the world. It's the Roger Scrutons of the world. It's the, it's the Peter Thiels of the world. It's people who just expressed a view that is by no way questionable. Again, it's politics, and you might disagree on politics, but no one's calling for the death of people. No one's dehumanizing people. Well, get rid of them. They're dead to us. And because the cancel culture and the woke mob are so insistent upon just removing any of those types of people, the people who express the most, the most normal positions known to mankind, the real racists get a lot off the hook. The real homophobes get let off the hook. It's, it's, I, this is like, it's, a, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just becoming numb to it. I'm becoming numb. I'm wondering whether or not I'm going to be able to publish scholarship in the traditional sense. I'm scared as to whether or not, uh, we're going to see a reemergence of McCarthyism, except directed towards people on the political right. I don't think these concerns are too, are too crazy. And if you think they're crazy, so did the people before McCarthyism actually took place. So on that unhopeful note, this has been a rant about the BS that is cancel culture and the woke mob of today. I don't have a way out of it yet. If you do, you know where to find me. But, yeah. I don't know, guys. Hoping that something changes and hoping that the world that I inherit in the next 10, 15, 20 years as I settle myself into my career and in the world that I hopefully will one day bring my kids into isn't going to be as crappy as this one is now. And on that gloomy note, this has been the No Filter Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Dolitsky, 
Until next time, assuming I'm not canceled, have a great day.